What is going on, people? What's up? Welcome to Under Wraps episode 9. Yeah, episode 9. Can't believe I'm saying that out loud that I made it this far after starting the first episode and now we're on to episode 9. So that's 9 weeks. Started this at the start of January 2023 and now we're on February 25th. Uh, currently today, it's a Saturday of 2023 and it just sometimes it doesn't feel real to, to be saying that it's it's that year like you know 2023 obviously you don't have to think that much into it but when you think back like through the years and and how fast uh the last even 10 years have gone by uh it's it's quite bizarre like especially when you're a kid and you're going through the motions growing up all you look forward to is coming home from school going out with your friends playing football doing music um feeding into your interest and uh, your hobbies and doing things that you think are worthwhile in that moment and then 10 years have gone by and you're you're in the seriousness of real life and you're, you know you're trying to find that career path find that thing you want to do um like like many people you know that's that's the path that's the way it goes in life you grow up you have a childhood your childhood feels so long it feels like it's never gonna end it feels uh, infinite at times and then before you know it you're like this isn't lasting forever <laughs> you know what I mean you get to a certain age you're, like you're almost thinking of uh, you know what's the next step on the journey and you're starting to think a bit more serious and stuff uh, in terms of of survival and providing for yourself and maybe people you love and maybe um, maybe trying to provide for the life that you want to have in your head and try and live that out so yeah we're on episode 9 I, I highly doubt it's your first time listening to this if you're on episode 9 uh, I take it that the majority of people would have went back to the start and listened but we're on episode 9 and uh, just for anyone that's new this podcast is based on my mixtape the mixtape is out at the moment on all platforms it's on the Dara DM um, on Spotify Apple Music uh, YouTube if you want to find some music videos on YouTube but all the songs all the audio tracks are on Spotify and stuff so if you just type in Dara DM uh, all the stuff will come up under under that name and you can go and have a listen and get a bit of context as to what this uh, podcast call it a series is about so yeah each episode is based on one song off the mixtape and and this week we're on uh, episode nine which means we're going to talk about track nine off the mixtape and interesting interestingly track nine is the only track on the mixtape that has a feature all the other tracks are just me by myself uh, on the songs uh, rapping singing um, flowing with melodies and stuff but on this one uh, I got DB on the track um, if you want to check him out on Instagram it's DB underscore P2P uh, he's a he's a rapper from uh, from the north side of Dublin that's uh, yeah that's uh, doing loads of tunes at the moment he has loads of stuff going on uh, we're doing a gig that's coming up as well uh, soon so yeah yeah uh, it's me and him on the track but in this podcast I'm not going to cover his side of the track he isn't here at the moment so 
uh, it's just me so I'm just gonna talk about my my half of the of the track and and what I put into it in terms of uh, a verse and a chorus and just go through my story uh, obviously I can't I can't speak on behalf of, of DB um, for his track or for his verse in the song but I'll definitely uh, maybe in the future get him on uh, to maybe talk about that and, and give me a rundown of his uh, story and yeah that could be something to look for in the future so so yeah uh, I was going to say something there I'm going to let it try and get it back to me try and get it to come back to me when you lose that thought I hate when that happens but uh, yeah gigs that's what I was going to say I'm going to just remind it, uh, put a reminder in here of a few gigs that are coming up um, I don't think I've been as busy with gigs ever in my whole life so it's good it's good to have that uh, have it going on so the first gig that's coming up this year is in the Button Factory on the 4th of March and it's called Seasons um, it's it's a it's like a collective kind of gig of different artists from uh, Dublin uh, and I think Ireland as well a few, a few of the artists are from elsewhere in Dublin as well but basically a night of um, artists getting on the stage and showing their craft and showing what they do uh, singing, rapping, DJing um, all that type of stuff all music related so if you want to get tickets for that um, you can go on to you can go on to Seasons Events Ireland and you'll be able to get tickets for that gig on the 4th of March they're actually running out quick I'm not, I'm not even saying that like I know does uh, does that uh, market until I'm saying that the gigs nearly sold out when it's probably not uh, to make people buy into it, which does work in some cases. But in this case, it actually is it is selling out quick. So uh, definitely hop on that seasons events on Instagram if you want to get tickets for that gig on the fourth of March in the Button Factory. Uh, and there's going to be a whole lot of other gigs coming from seasons events in the future, not just rapping or not just kind of uh, singing or that, not different kind of. No, I don't mean obviously singing, but I don't mean uh, like like uh, pop or R and B. It's gonna be like uh, rock nights. There's gonna be indie bands and stuff like that. So all different types of music that'll suit uh, everyone. Hopefully, uh, that so so you'll have a chance to enjoy something that that you're into if you're not into rapping or not into um, pop music or anything like that. So uh, so yeah. Uh, that's coming up and then another gig's coming up on the 1st of April it's in aid of Little Red's legacy and the Irish Sepsis Foundation um, from what I know sepsis is an infection you can get in your blood that is that's very very dangerous uh, if it gets into your blood and, and you get and you end up getting sepsis it, it can be quite uh, um, it can it can be very bad for you like you, you need to get to hospital and stuff just People don't know an awful lot about sepsis. But you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and explain from my own head what sepsis is because I haven't read enough about it, which I probably should do. Um so I'm gonna read just what sepsis really is uh, off Google to give you a, a deeper understanding and a, a proper understanding of what it is instead of me butchering the meaning of it. So sepsis is the body's extreme response to an infection. It's a life threatening medical emergency. Sepsis happens when an infection you already have triggers a, train, a chain reaction throughout your body. Infections that lead to sepsis may often start in the lung, uh, skin or gastrointestinal tract. I hope I read that uh, right. But 
yeah, so it is life threatening if you if you have any symptoms of sepsis and just quickly, um there is signs uh of sepsis there is symptoms. Uh, if you might if you have them would definitely uh try and get to a hospital straight away if if you have um loss of consciousness, severe breathlessness, high temperature, a change in mental state, slurred speech, cold, clammy, pale skin, a fast heartbeat, fast breathing, chills and shivering, severe muscle pain, feeling dizzy or faint, nausea and vomiting and diarrhea. So it's a rare but serious infection and it can lead to death or organ failure. So yeah, so basically little red um and a little red died from sadly died from sepsis uh, a couple of years back and he was a young up and coming rapper uh, from the north side of Dublin and we actually met him once at a, a rap around project it's an it's a rap exhibition that so a rapper goes into schools um all around Dublin and make songs and does projects with with different students in each school and then at the end of the year all of the schools that have worked and made songs get to perform them songs at this exhibition that's called the wraparound and it's held in I think it's held in the National Library of Dublin or the National Library of, of Ireland not Dublin uh, but yeah so Little Red uh, made a rap made a, a rap song with his with people from his school and people from his class and he got to perform that on the stage and that was the only time I, I ever met him but uh, definitely a gift to the young talent that uh, sadly lost that lost his life way too young so yeah there's, there's multiple people that are doing good things um, and I'm putting across the message uh, and promoting um, awareness around sepsis and trying to educate people on what it is because the overall population uh, isn't that educated on on what sepsis is or what the symptoms are? So, even on do, on the Dublin bus, you might see um, little red legacy uh, notice on a, on the buses that that tells you what sepsis is and the symptoms of it. To obviously, try and spread spread that awareness amongst people. So yeah, that gig is on the fourth of April in Erdens Oil Finglas, and there's a there's a number of, of legendary Irish rappers as well that are going to be there, like For Real, Costello, Gi. Uh, and and a few more um, that are going to be doing uh, DJing on the night as well and, and playing different tracks but yeah it's for a good cause and if you can get down to that that would be amazing uh, I'll be performing alongside Kyle Smith on the stage uh, as well so so yeah looking forward to that and there's, there's a few more gigs in the pipeline that aren't concrete yet but uh, when I find out what the info is and, and when they're happening I'll definitely post them on my Instagram page at Dara DM if you want to check that out uh, for any information uh, any information on gigs and stuff that's coming up in the pipeline so yeah uh, regular regular listeners will know that we like to jump into some observations I had throughout the week uh, and just talk about them before I go into the song so this week um I was back down sports photography again at the League of Ireland so I was at uh, St. Pat's versus Shelbourne last night and of the atmosphere was unbelievable like for the League of Ireland game like from from my ground up and going to League of Ireland games I've always uh, uh, stadiums kind of felt a bit dead you know not not much atmosphere uh, obviously you'd hear like 
the the regular kind of diehard fans sharing the the their opinions uh, from the crowd and from the sidelines shouting onto the pitch and stuff and you know giving the referee a bit of stick if he got a decision wrong uh, and stuff like that but there was always flares there was always kind of there was always chance there was always somebody chanting you know that way but there was times where like especially in like uh, in Pat's ground like Richmond Park where like the stadium would be half empty and there'd be still people singing in the corner you know that way and even if it was like 30 or 40 people singing you'd still get them diehard fans that'd be there um, there being passionate and encouraging the team to, to do well in the game and, and hoping for the best so last night was completely different a completely different feeling as well as last week both games have been sold out at home so far in Richmond Park which is uh, great to see especially for the League of Ireland because obviously an awful lot of people in this country support the English teams and um, the attention isn't really on the Irish football when it comes to to its competitive uh, challenges that it has with rugby and GAA so unbelievable to see the stadium sold out alongside many other League of Ireland matches this week as well that was sold out uh, in capacity which is unbelievable so hopefully we can keep that going throughout the season and get more people to games and stuff and, and get them more invested in, in the local football instead of uh, watching it on screens and stuff like that uh, where you can actually feel the atmosphere and and see it from a forced person view a forced hand experience where you get to really feel the emotion and feel the passion of the fans and and just get a feel for the game you know what's going on you know you can see all the different angles of the pitch that you probably don't necessarily see on on television so definitely recommend if you're not really into it even go to one game and see how you feel it might uh, change your mind and might make you want to go to more games but i definitely recommend it to any football fan that's considering going to a League of Ireland match to just jump in and, and go and soak in the atmosphere and yeah just just jump in the deep end see how you like it uh, because obviously what there's, there's always uh, that wish for, for the League of Ireland to get bigger and better and have better stadiums better players and stuff like that in the future so so yeah it's going well at the minute for the league and hopefully it uh, keeps going well throughout the season so that's good so that's that's kind of all my observations for this week and just letting you know about gigs and stuff. So I'm going to just jump into to the chorus of Late Nights. Uh, I wrote the chorus uh, and yeah, sang on the track as well. But I'm going to read it out here and I'm going to go through the meaning and deeper understanding as well. Uh, trying to think of where I was when I was writing it, what I was thinking of, what was going on in my life at the time and stuff like that. That might have affected the way I was writing. And yeah, that's uh, that's the plan. So... We're going to jump in now. This is the bridge from the chorus. So, two hands on the win, going to learn from losses. That's depending on how much it cost us. No point in giving in, because there's always options. That's depending on the part we're walking. So, I'm just saying, like, no, no matter what, like, uh, no matter what the cost of uh, risk is or the cost of, of failing, uh, I think everyone has that kind of. That, that fear of failure and, and even if you're like someone that's really motivated and, and is successful up to this point there's always that kind of hint of failure that, that can creep into your head sometimes and that and that bit of doubt that might uh, that might sway your ego from 
from from good to, to not so good uh, very quick so I'm just saying no matter what like no matter what it costs you uh, in terms of risk or in terms of uh, stability and stuff you're better off reaching out with your two hands for the win and, and really going for it uh, because at the end of the day if you do fail you can still say that you tried your best in that situation so the second bit uh, there's no point in giving in so obviously there's no point in giving up because there's always options especially now there's unlimited options of uh, whether it be career paths whether it be a challenge or an obstacle you're facing there's always options that you can that you can look at uh, especially from a creative mind in my sense uh, and this is all relative obviously to me right and obviously obviously there is situations where there's probably not many options to get out of but relative to this verse i'm talking about them them gritty kind of hard times that you're going through and, and if you if you step back out of the situation and open your eyes and look around or even get advice from somebody that you trust uh, it can it can uh, give you a different perspective and a, a way out ultimately um, as there is always options and then I'm saying that's dependent on the path we're walking so yeah if you're walking on on, on a on a path of a glass half empty maybe you won't see them options but if you're more of that side of a glass half full you might see uh, as I said a different perspective and a different uh, way to, to confront that challenge and obstacle and get over and maybe uh, put yourself onto a different path that might be better for you or, or better for the situation that you're in that's beneficial the chorus is all these late nights looking high for the moonlight execute the next move when the time's right and I repeat that twice so I mean late nights as in like when I think of late nights I think of harder times I think of like you know if you're at the maybe going through something all day and you're still going through it in the night you're kind of into the second half of, of that experience uh, and then obviously looking for that bit of light in the darkness I'm talking about looking for the moonlight because you know when you when you look up to the sky you'll see you might see a couple of stars obviously if the clouds are clear uh, but then if you see that bright moonlight I think it does something to your to your your brain or your mind or something I don't know I don't know whether it's just me but when, when I look up to the moon and I see how bright it is and you can see the stains of, of rock on the moon and different different parts of it and stuff I think it can give you a bit of hope and belief in a tough situation so I think that's uh, that's what I see when I see the moon I just see a bit of uh, not even if I'm in a, in a tough situation sometimes I might just look up at the moon and see it up there and just think like like we're on a blading planet in the middle of space I'm not going to get into the whole deep dive of, uh, of space and time or whatever but just to think like that, that that moon is just sitting up there in the sky and it's just floating it's just floating literally it's just sitting there in space open space and you know how bright it is and stuff like that uh, can I don't know it makes me feel a certain way like a good feeling it gives me a good feeling uh, and also it can be overwhelming as well thinking that there's a big ball of rock floating through space uh, as as we know very well of of the planet that we're on so so yeah I think uh, 
the moonlight is definitely an energy that you can use for motivation and then I say execute the next move when the time is right so basically there's nothing um, nothing fancy about that line it's just literally when you feel uh, the time is right to make your next move uh, make it and see what happens you know it could be good it could be bad if it's bad you might learn from it and you might be able to take the next step in uh, making a good decision uh, from that bad experience so execute the next move and the time's right so yeah just like even even if you make a move that doesn't feel right it, it can still be a good a good move uh, it, can, it can obviously still be a good move but no matter what move you make it's always going to be either right or wrong but more than that it's always going to be some sort of lesson to you for whatever for whatever situation that you're in so yeah I'm going to go through the verse now it's it's a long enough verse I'm going to split it into two parts and I'm going to go through it so so yeah uh, the, the first bit of the verse is Raw models in the morning sun, out the crack of dawn looking up to them when we were young. Go to shop and back, building shacks till we had to run. Matter of fact, natural habitat is next to none. I started thinking critical, a place I didn't want to stay. Cycles getting broken, my reaction had to snap the chain. Seeing people lose their head on a cocoa band. Paper planes landing in from Spain. I ran into the way, the debts had to be paid to the block. By the day, if they're not, then the blames getting passed to your mates. They won't hesitate. They're going stop to stop like a moving train. I had me eyes open, taking it in, every day in motion. Enough to know the pain is never worth devotion. The proof is in the pudding with the potency. I'm looking at it locally. So yeah, that's that's the first bit of the verse. So. Uh, this 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 verse is all based on the flats. It's all based on the block um, and that kind of life. So I'm just saying when when we were young, when I was a kid, like when like most kids, I think in the flats, you always think that the older lads like are are, are always uh, the ones that you want to be hanging around with, and they look cool. You know, they look like they they have their their, their shit together. Uh, they seem to always be laughing and joking and they just seem to be like people that you want to be around uh, you know just uh, just to have a bit of laugh and stuff and because you kind of look up to them as well because they're older than you they uh, they seem to be on that kind of pedestal especially when you're young and, and naive and you, you're kind of just you're just learning how to learning basic social interaction really so I'm just saying, uh, looking up to the raw models in the morning sun, uh, out the crack of dawn, looking up to them when we were young. Obviously, some of the, some of the boys are out at the crack of dawn for a reason, you know that way. So, so yeah, you just you'd always know somebody would be in the block that you could you could go into and have a laugh and walk the shop, whatever. Just just to be around, it was always a uh, always a good laugh around around the older lads. Uh, and yeah, I don't I don't really know what to whole attraction is to, to that but I think it's just like they just seem to be seem to be cool you know that way that's what it is and then go to shop and back 
building the shacks till we had to run so just like talking about just just every day kind of messing you know you look for something to do like pigeon lofts were a big thing in the flats uh, collecting was a big thing in the, in the flats collecting pallets for the bonfire for halloween and stuff and then i just remember going to the shop like multiple multiple times a day like every every 10 every 20 minutes and uh half the time i wouldn't even have money i just walked to the shop and back just for something to do you know that way and then i remember uh halloween like the boys would build shacks and stuff out of pallets build a little shack to sit in uh which was all, like any type of fort or any type of building that you make when you're a kid no matter how bad or how good it is it just it's just the best thing ever like especially when you put it somewhere uh put it somewhere off so it's like a little place you can go to to kind of just get away from the flats for a bit especially if you if you build it away from the flats which which we did so so yeah that was a good that was a good uh, a good time as well so um and then I'm just saying like that was the natural habitat like there's, there's nothing you can compare to that we know people that uh, didn't grow up in flats that wished that they did I wouldn't change it the experiences that you that you get and the people you meet uh, have a lasting and a long effect on your life uh, that you can't even you can't even put it into words really what uh, what the pe- what people do for you and what your experiences do for you even them bad experiences of uh, like having bad interactions with the garden and all that that kind of make you not like them and stuff from a young age and uh, that you know like like that's a bad experience that i'm saying that i wouldn't change it, even though it's bad it's just something that is just part of your dna like uh when you're growing up in in a place like that because when you're growing up in it at some days you think it's the best place on earth then obviously when you get older you look at it and go like it's it's a completely it's a completely kind of dysfunctional way of growing up you know that way but it teaches a lot a lot of uh, life lessons i think real life lessons that a lot of people probably don't get to encounter until a later age uh, obviously that comes with a lot that comes with a lot of trauma as well but uh, obviously there's you have to take the good with the bad uh, and in this case i do i take i take both sides uh, on board uh, every day and ultimately like I'll always remember it as a as a learning experience and something that um, I'm great. I am grateful for it. Yeah, I am grateful for it. So that's what I have to say on that. Uh, and then obviously getting older, I was getting critical of the place. I didn't want to stay there. I was seeing the the dysfunction, the the broken down relationships, the the trauma and stuff like that. And in my head, I always had this drive and this hunger to kind of snap that chain, you know, that way, snap the cycle, break the cycle. So, yeah, that's that's that was the music that was uh, made on this podcast. It's, it's anything I do creatively that's that's not well, not not that, but anything I do creatively, uh, I feel like is is me kind of breaking that that chain, you know, like doing things that are kind of outside the box that. Um, when I was younger an awful lot of people were down like an awful lot of people weren't down sorry like when I, when I started rapping I think I was like 12, 13 and a lot of people I was one of the only ones in the early that, that was rapping so I was known as the rapper like you know that way, no matter how bad I was at the time but um, but yeah then obviously getting better at rapping keep on doing it and then you get good feedback from people uh, that that you look up to and all like and stuff like that so that makes you feel good about yourself so you want to keep on doing it 
So yeah, that creative spark was always in me, and I think I, I tried to use that to snap the chain, snap the cycle, and break that stereotype of people that uh, of people that grow up in in council council flats and stuff like that. That they're all kind of bad. They all have no uh, no motivation to do anything and stuff, and 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 no kind of drive to to be better. But I swear to God, like. A lot of them do. A lot of them have that drive because they have a reason to have that drive. And yeah, an awful lot of people I grew up with are doing very well for themselves at the moment. And, and a few of them have businesses, a few of them are working happily, a few of them have kids, families, stuff like that. So, you know, not everyone that comes from a council estate and comes from a set of flats is necessarily bad. I think it's down to the person and down to the in the, the house you grow up in as well like what what type of values are taken from from your growing up phase uh, that can ultimately shape you as a person and it doesn't just uh, rely on the fact that you're from a place that's you know disadvantaged and that disadvantage would like sometimes it annoys me because obviously disadvantaged was a big thing before like maybe technology and stuff like that and people can make people can make businesses and make a living a lot easier now than, than they could 40 years ago you know that way so even 20 years ago so disadvantaged was always it never really sat right with me because I always seen them options I could always see that there was a way to to be better you know that way so so yeah, that that disadvantage. I don't know what what I would you put in. Maybe like I don't know. It's it's disadvantage. I don't think is the right word in 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 the way I'm looking at it. In the creative way I'm looking at it. In the sense that people can can find ways out and find ways to to become better and make something of themselves uh, that come from nothing and they're the best stories. So. And then I'm just getting into, uh, I'm just basically talking about like in the flats there was obviously tr- troubles with drugs and stuff and people would come in looking for money off certain people and there was fights and there was beef and there was bickering and there was uh, all stuff like that so I'm just saying like when when there's an external, when there's external drama that, that comes into the, that came into the flats it felt like kind of then you know, not just drama is drama, you know that way. So, but basically, what I'm saying is, when, say, for instance, there was there was a few cases where I heard of people's uh, people's stash would go missing or something like that, or, or you know, things that things uh, were robbed from somebody, and then maybe they would blame somebody uh, in the group for doing that, and then. And we come out that actually that person didn't even do that. It was actually a completely different, different situation altogether. So I'm just talking about blame and talking about how quickly, how quickly like uh, a demeanor of a person can change if they think that you've you've stolen from them, which is which is only right. You know, like if if I thought somebody robbed something from me, I certainly wouldn't be, wouldn't have the same energy as I did five minutes ago. So that's that's what I'm kind of talking about there, and that it, it gets passed to your mates, you know, blame gets passed around until the solution's found, and if it's not found, it can make it very difficult for a long time uh, in that tense environment. So, so yeah, I'm just saying, 
uh, one of my last lines in the in this bit is uh, pain is never worth the pain is never worth devotion so we're just saying that the stress of, of, of selling and the stress of standing on the block and stuff also fear a lot of fear I didn't want to want to be involved I, I get like caught up with the police or anything like that or, I get like uh, just get me I didn't want to get myself into trouble um, for for something that I didn't I, I didn't really believe in I didn't really believe it was a way for me to to succeed in life so I didn't really ever associate me, uh, myself too close with it so I'm just saying that the pain of that is never worth devotion the pain on your family and then the pain on yourself when your time gets taken away and you can't be free you know that way so that's the way I was looking at it. And then I'm saying the proof's in the pudding with the potency so the proof sticks out when you look into the situations and, and look into the the negatives of it as well uh, even though that it's good like people are good people but pe- good people will do bad things as well so uh, I'm just saying obviously the proof's in the pudding you see it you can um, you know you see who's doing what and you see who's up to up to what kind of thing so that's all I'm talking about there and I'm just saying I'm looking at it locally so I'm seeing it with my own two eyes it's local it's it's next door it's around the corner it's in front of me all the time so that's where I'm going with that so yeah that's the first bit of that moving on to the second bit of the first verse uh, so I'm going to read it all out and then go through it so it goes like this Call of Duty is hijacking the easy money Care packages cleaned out like a box of cookies. Long term getting trapped, ain't no bet for the bookies. At what age do you stop and start counting it lucky? Getting older and wiser, ain't no rest for the wicked. When I was younger and climbing, I knew I couldn't stick it. Both sides of the fence showed me the golden ticket. Not talking Charlie or shoveling snow from the bucket. Who's crooked? You start to learn the straight and narrow. Aiming at the future, crossbows loading the arrow. We know it's gonna hit, but life moves quick. Don't blink cause you'll miss. The power's in your hands now, so make a meal of your wish. So yeah, that's the second bit of the first, uh, the second bit of the verse. So yeah, obviously uh, Call of Duty is a PlayStation game that we all have played growing up. Uh, that when I think of Call of Duty I just think of childhood being online with all the boys and stuff uh, talk, I talked about that in an earlier episode I think where I was talking about uh, when I st- when I started playing I was shooting at the sky and stuff I hadn't a clear what was going on so yeah I'm not I'm not a massive gamer even now but I enjoy playing that with the lads and being on the headset and stuff so Hijacked was a map Hijacked was a map on, on Call of Duty uh, I think it was on Black Ops 2 a very popular map a lot of people seem to like it so uh, I'm just saying the Call of Duty is hijacking the easy money so I'm just saying like selling and stuff uh, is a way of uh, selling drugs is, is seen by some people as a way of, of earning easy money and then I just see it as a I say hijacking because it's like you're, you're like kind of taking you're, you're taking it uh, from taking the money from vulnerable people in order to make profit so it's like that's the way I see that that word hijacking in that sense and then I'm saying care packages get cleaned out like a box of cookies so so yeah just saying like say say I don't know uh, 
something to sell comes in in a box, you know, it's getting cleaned out, it's getting passed out, it's getting sold uh, ASAP in order to make that money. So that's that's the way that type of that type of work goes. Uh, and again, I just I couldn't relate. Me, I couldn't relate to the stress of it. I couldn't. Uh, most of it was fear, as I said, and being scared of getting into trouble. And then also, I just, I just thought I wasn't. Uh, it didn't feel morally right in my own gut instinct. So, I never. Uh, it was never attractive to me. So. Uh, so yeah. Then I'm saying, obviously, the word uh, trap, in the trap is a big phrase that gets passed around nowadays especially in rap songs so i'm saying long term getting trapped ain't no bet for the bookies so like i'm saying even the bookies wouldn't put a bet on somebody that's in the trap because it's so um like you can see it from both sides like if you put a bet on it that they'll do good you can if you put a bet on it that they might end up dead or in prison you can also do also do that but I'm coming at it from an extreme side, an extreme kind of situation where like the bookies wouldn't even bet on this, like you know that it was some of the situations I seen were that bad. So that's where I'm going with that. Well, that's what I think I meant by that at that time. Uh, and then I'm saying, what age do you stop and start counting a lucky? So getting older and wiser ain't a rest for the wicked. So obviously people that are uh, thriving and that's not the business probably don't see the years go boy and then I went to stop and then you know they, after years of not getting caught they might turn around and actually feel lucky and then maybe stop getting older and wiser you know but then I'm saying uh, to counteract that no rest for the wicked so people you know people that are going through the motions and enjoy what they're doing won't stop so sadly people take it too far in some cases and uh, it ends up going bad um talking about her where I, where I couldn't really re- relate so I'm saying uh, when I was younger and climbing when I was just younger and growing up I knew that I couldn't stick that type of life like I, I just wouldn't no I didn't even think about like I didn't even stop for a second and say to myself would I be able to do this that wasn't even a thought that entered my head I just immediately like unconsciously cancelled it out straight away because I just knew that that wasn't for me um, and I'm saying uh both sides of the fence showed me the golden ticket so luckily I had good people around me that I could see that a healthy kind of not healthy I don't mean to say healthy but a life that's not involved in in uh, drugs or anything like that uh, just looked to be a better way for me to go and, and a more kind of peaceful way for me to go um, and then obviously both sides of the fence I also seen the bad part of it by living in the flats and stuff and seeing what was going on on a daily basis I'm sorry I'm not talking Charlie or shoveling snow from the bucket so I'm talking about cocaine uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a golden ticket Charlie and the chocolate factory he obviously won, won a golden ticket in the chocolate bar to get into the chocolate factory so I'm saying uh, I'm not talking Charlie but shoveling snow from the oh, I'm not talking Charlie or shoveling snow from the bucket so I'm not talking about taking coke I'm, I'm I'm talking about that golden ticket, so like, you know, Charlie Bucket, shoveling snow from the bucket, it's just a bit of wordplay in that sense. Uh, you start to learn the straight and narrow, um, and then aiming at the future, crossbows, lowering the arrow, so I'm just, I see myself with that crossbow, uh, you know, just aiming for, for, for whatever goal I'm chasing, and just shoot, 
and go for it. And uh, you know, just the way an arrow goes through the air, and uh, if you if you have a good shot and good accuracy, the arrow will hit that point of contact uh, that you are aiming for. And that's what I kind of want to do when I'm when I'm setting goals for myself is put put the blinkers on and go straight for it without looking without looking to my side or behind and just go forward and get to that place that I need to get to. I'm saying we know it's gonna hit. Life moves quick, don't blink because you'll miss the powers in your hands now. Go make a meal of your wish. So yeah, like if you have a wish, everyone everyone has a dream and everyone has a wish. So I'm just saying, like, chase it, try and make it happen. If you fail, you fail. That's a lesson learned. You can move on to the next thing. Uh, there's plenty of options out there uh, for people that want to be successful and uh, want to make something of themselves. So yeah, I definitely just say try, try and go for it. Like, I just get better. I I gain like a. Uh, a good dopamine a good dopamine here from just getting a brand new creative idea like for instance this podcast I didn't know what I was going to do with it at the start and then that kind of that realisation of, of what I could do and do it based on the mixtape was like a dopamine hit for me like it made me feel good that I came up with this by myself you know that way so them types of things uh, finishing songs uh, finishing just an overall project is the type of dopamine hit that I'm looking for um, because as I said, life moves quick, don't blink because you'll miss. So yeah, just you know, stay on top of of, of where you want to be and try and get there. And We're all going to have downfalls, we're all going to slip up. But look, lessons are learned in the struggle. And that's the way it goes. So that's all for this week. I hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, and I hope you all have a good week, weekend, whatever time you're listening to this. Yeah, so this, the season finale, episode 10, is out next week with the very last song, uh, which is called Still. You can listen to that song on Spotify uh, to get... Ooh. to get a little bit of an idea on what it's about and, and stuff like that, so... So yeah, that's that's all for this week. I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope we explained myself clear, concise, and I hope uh, I passed on a decent a decent message in this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for the continued support as well. The text messages and all are, are, are great. Uh, I'm really enjoying that. So yeah, that's all for this week, and I'll talk to you after.